Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! Amen. Can we pray for, for two minutes? And ask God to visit us this evening. Let's just pray for two minutes. For two minutes. Pray for two minutes. Pray for two minutes. Everywhere you are. Two minutes, two minutes. Tika pambre kubana pambe leto sata manda kabarata lahana kapabrato pamama kata sosa lebena kadia shabre de pete kuanda pamama na katende lebre de pona katandele rapapa pabo sosa na mante beleto ashata babarada pantelia pantelia kabrato pamba pala rapati anda pamanta kata 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 panate keep praying keep praying. Sora Bambre Tapahata Kambra Dabapapala Zebreto Mahambre Kapatale Siande Karande Pereto Susana Pamba Para Rapakata Zabenele Brete Pete Quatai Afaila Parandele Takapa Oh speak from your hands we hear who speak from your heavens. Who speak from your heavens. Oh! <laughs> 
I'm struggling with my voice and I don't like it. You can be seated. My voice is my power. You can be seated. The person on the voice is cutting me short. If you want me to use only my voice, I will do that. Please, at least restore it to what it was yesterday. Please. Let's trust that God will show us mercy again. Hebrews chapter 9. Bro, you are not ready. You are not ready. I don't want distraction. Come out. Let another person place you. You don't know your duty. Praise justice. Just give me a sound. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 1. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. There are two things to mark in this scripture. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 1. There are two things to mark immediately as soon as we start reading. One, he said that verily, if you are there with me, say amen. amen. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 1. He said, then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. So um, something is happening here. And um, I will just show you three points, two points from what he's saying in this verse 1. And for we to understand this verse 1, it might be important for us to go back to the previous chapter, which is chapter 8. The book of Hebrews is a relative, a new covenant relative of the book of Leviticus. The book of Hebrews is written by a man that is trying to transcribe the book of Leviticus using the New Testament, new covenant lenses. If you are with me, say amen. So he is trying to show us something from this very verse 1. He said, verily, the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Two things to pick there. One is ordinances of divine service. Sometimes ordinances of divine service. It is a little. Number two is a worldly sanctuary. You need to pay attention to do these two things if um, the project that we have this evening will succeed. You see, the tendency is for you to throw away all of the things that happened in the old covenant but the person that is writing this book of hebrews is telling you that even the old covenant had also ordinances of divine service one number two is that he has a worldly sanctuary meaning that whatever is captured in the activities that moses was involved in and the things that is teaching the children of israel it is not something that was pioneered by Moses himself. It is something that he received as a pattern from heaven. And this can be betrayed when you go to the same Hebrews. Why not? Let's just touch it. Let's go a little backward before we now go forward. In the book of Hebrews chapter 8, let's see verse 5. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 5 to betray our point. 
he said that who serve unto us the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle for see saith he that thou make all things according to the pattern should to thee in the mount now this scripture is trying to make an emphasis that whatsoever that Moses was doing at that point on the mount was not something that originated from earth it was not something that originated from him Moses was speaking a pattern from the heavenlies meanwhile the truth is that we understand from what has happened in the um, new covenant that all the things that Moses did was a shadow something that is reality is found somewhere that is not on earth and that is what the writer of the book of Hebrews is trying to show us he said that even the, this um, let me he said that even this the first covenant had ordinances of divine service mark that word ordinances divine it will mean that whatever Moses was doing was originated from God if Moses saw a tabernacle on earth and he was trying to mirror his layout it will mean that there is an original tabernacle that is where in heaven he is not he lacked the capacity to originate anything I'm coming just follow me give me a little volume if a man will be successful upon the face of the earth in execution of his days and destiny that such a man will not be a man that is trying to do anything that is a man that is bent on mirroring the dimensions of God that is traveling from eternity into time as it pertains to his own destiny uh, the Bible said to um, it was God speaking to um, um, prophet Jeremiah he said before you entered your mother's womb I knew thee uh, it is not when you are in your mother's womb he said before you entered so that means it is also there that he said I ordain thee a prophet unto nations so there is a preordination predestination and this thing formed the basis of the foreknowledge of God concerning every individual so when a man appears upon the face of the earth and begins to live God will begin to account you a man that is living when you are able to meet up with the content of the scrolls that is captured concerning your own destiny so when a man lived correct, they will say that this man is living according to those posts. Now, I need to tell you that an average man that appears upon the face of the earth doesn't even know why he is here. Uh, even people that is doing ministry, they don't know the content that is written about their kind of ministry. They are just doing ministry because they are supposed to do ministry. When you appear, one day God will tell you all these things you have been doing, I'm not aware of. I'm not aware of what you are doing. A young man met me that day and said that God told me, told him to raise people to pray and all that. And I asked him, what did God exactly tell you? He said that God told him to raise a prayer altar for him. Do you know his interpretation of raising a prayer altar for him? He went and started gathering people, gathering people, and then they were praying, moving around campus, and then set and struck them. Because he didn't have a word from God as a sending energy, as a sending covering upon his life to execute that kind of thing he wants to execute. If you are with me, say amen. Before I knew thee, so the first question a man asks is what is the content of the scroll that God has written about me before I appeared upon the face of the earth? That is the driving force. And I found out the capacity to leave the content of your scroll is given to a man that has traveled to the energy, the light, the knowledge, 
where that thing is written. Let me tell you what I mean. For everything that one day I had an encounter with God, when when God opened me up to the dimension of the revelation in the scripture, there is Bible study, there is Bible study, there is Bible study, there is teaching, there is teaching, there is another teaching. There is a teaching somebody will teach, and you wonder whether it's still the same Bible you are reading. That one is not something that is as a result of 10 hours Bible study. It is an oppression of an office. It is a gift of grace. And many a times before such a thing will happen, for some people, so somebody like me, I had an encounter. And what I saw was like a chamber, like a box open, and light came out from it. When I looked into that box, there is another box inside. And boxes were opening up and light was emitting. And God told me that this is my word. That for every chamber that opened, that a layer of insight is opened up to you. But you can decide to go as far as you can go. And at the end, what you will see is me. That is when God told me that for every word that he has given to you, the word of God is as deep as God himself. The revelations of the scripture is as deep as God. When you go deep, what you will find at the foundation is God himself. Meanwhile, when you are joining, you will think that it's just knowledge that is opened up to you. Now listen to me. If it is true from that scripture, remember, the Bible spoke about the proceeding word. I'm just trying to lay a foundation. And then he said, I sent my word. Let's use that example. And my word healed them. It means that the word that have the capacity to cause a change is not an ordinary word. It is a sent word. And if you have done a little bit of <laughs> engineering, a little bit of engineering, you will find out that there is a difference, basic so, potential and kinetic. Many times when people encounter the word of God, they encounter it on potential basis. Meanwhile, the word that have the capacity to cause a change is a word that have gained energy. It is when the word gains energy, then it becomes kinetic. It is that kinetic dimension of the word of God that have the capacity to cause a change. So the, the, it was God that was saying, I sent my word. That means that word is making a movement. When that word travels, sometimes it travels at the speed of light. It travels at the energy of God. It is that energy that appears and begins to burn and change things in the heart of men. When you hear it, you will hear again and hear again. It was Job that said, once have God spoken, but wise have heard. How can God speak once and a man hears twice? It will mean that there is a hearing within you that have the capacity to enter inside your mainframe and cause a change. Now, this is what I'm saying. The scrolls that is written about a man is hidden at an energy level. Let me give you this example. If you go to the book of um, Revelations, I think Revelations chapter 6 or 5, I'm not exact. When there was a, a coronation service was going on in heaven, how many of you remember that place? When they brought out a scroll and said, who is worthy to take these scrolls? That scroll is not just a scroll written with letters. That scroll is a scroll that contains the days that God intends to manifest from generation to generation. And that scroll is given to a person that occupies an office. And that office is the office of the Christ. And the office of the Christ, even though it has been existing in the eternity of God, within God, is something that will one day manifest in time in such a way that a man will retain the capacity by what he has accomplished to ascend that throne. So when 
that scroll was brought out and the seat was erected, the question that was asked is who is worthy. So it is not, it's not something that is given by gift or by anything. This one now is, is what? Who is worthy? If you are worthy. So it was an open declaration. In case certain things, you know, I don't know, some of you, sometimes, you know, some of you are afraid of Satan and all that. You can even be saying you are not afraid of Satan until one day they will hold you in the night. And you want to say, Jesus, you did. And then you wake up in the morning and speak in tongues. Tomorrow they hold you again. You don't know this one I'm talking about. When you know it, the reason why Satan is playing with people is because we have not duly reminded him of what happened to him in hell. Eh? In the book of, um, I think, Colossians, uh, there is, the Bible said that having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a public show of them. That word spoiled is a Greek word that is called aquedoman. Aquedoman. The only way for you to understand what that singular verse captures is if you travel back to the Old Testament and see what happened between David and Goliath. What happened between David and Goliath is exactly what happened in hell. There are seven things that happened. But one of them is that there was a contest. And the kind of contest that they do those days is that when two armies come, they will say there is no need slaughtering people. Let your general appear and let our general appear. Whoever wins that war, let all of us be. So that's what happened in hell. They brought the general of hell, demons, and Jesus appeared there. When Jesus appeared, there was no contest. There is, you need to understand what is aquedomai, what it means to spoil. What it means to spoil is that there is no contest. Eh? It is not when you say Jesus, you say, when they say Jesus wants Satan, what many of you thought is that he is now fighting with Satan, fighting. Where to where? While I'm here, the reason why God sent us on earth is because God can't fight Satan when we are here. We are the ones that should bring Satan down. Eh? The Bible says that when the Lord will send forth the rod of his strength out of Zion and he will say, rule down in the midst of your enemies. When we begin to understand it, we see that the rod of rulership that Jesus had was given to the church at the advent of the Holy Ghost in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. A pedoman. So, you know, if it is true that somebody recognizes what happened there, then there are certain things that Satan cannot do to us. If you are with me, say Amen. Now, let's do two steps backward. Now, if you come back, you will notice that for every man, there is an energy that is trapped in the scrolls that contains what you are supposed to do upon the face of the earth. It is not something you can enter into with your cerebral capacity. So, the man that was speaking a step forward was saying, who is worthy? It was there that we realized that there is a capacity you need to retain within yourself. There are things that we are giving to you as a gift. But the entrance into the dimensions of your ordination is not by gift. It is something you labor into by priesthood. It is when a man gives himself to priesthood. When a man learns the way of the altar. Eh, after certain points, certain things about your life will begin to manifest that you never know. I never know I'm such a man. People see me this day. They say, you are, a young man came and told me, he said you are a lion. Who is a lion? I know whom I was before. Before the hand of God came upon my life. When he came, a man came out that I didn't know he existed. It was because I gave myself to priesthood. Then power, satana, begin to manifest. Sister, let me tell you, you don't know yourself. 
the testimony that men gave you is not even, even the ones that your parents gave you if they have not traveled deep in god it's not even correct my mother called me and said that what i mean you will do ministry but as you are doing it find a very good office job <laughs> When she said, find it, I said, okay, ma. I went to one place. Every day I will be inside. When I'm through with praying in the night, in the morning, I will take my books. I will go to Divisional Library. I will start by 9 a.m. I'm studying my books and Bible. Till 5 in the evening. I will go back. I will do night VG. Tomorrow I will start fasting. I will continue. I continue. I continue. I continued until one day I stood and suddenly my parents noticed that even though God called me, they didn't know it's like this. Uh -huh. And my mother now told me it's true that there is a prophet that told her when I was young. You see, may people not deceive you. Uh, just because you are looking small and lean, it has nothing to do with your destiny. Your physical look has nothing to do with it. In fact, should I tell you, it is better you are small physically and big in the spirit. You see, there are people that <laughs> physically they are focused, but in the spirit they are small. Such men cannot carry the weight of destiny. Uh, we need men that are large in the spirit. Oh my God, I have a body. You see, I'm not a preacher, I'm, not, I'm a man of body and I carry body. And if all I did today is to afflict you with such a body, it takes body for a man to carry in the place of prayer. What I want to show you today is how a man can gain the power to unlock the dimensions of the scrolls that catches his destiny. There are many seasons you have appeared to, and then you know that you should stand in this place as it pertains to your destiny, but it's not coming forth. It will mean that there is layers of energy you need to trap in God so that those things will open. The Bible said that they said, Lift up your heads, O ye kings. And be irritated of the everlasting doors. I thought, listen, when they said it, the man that they were telling said, Who is the king of glory? I thought once they said king of glory, the door should open. They asked the question, Who is the king of glory? They now said, The Lord, what? Strong and mighty. Takes might and power. Takes strength in the name Many things will begin to unlock. Daddy, I had an encounter. Somebody gave me a prophetic word that time. He said that what he saw was like a counter. They can't I know this bank tell us in a bank that what he saw is many ministers young and old people from this our region and they came to that counter that counter admits or rejects people in context with ministry in this terrain in this Nigeria so people are coming there if you come to that counter the only reason you will be qualified is if you are an evil man the counter was bouncing men Good men, anointed men, gifted men. When they come to the counter, they will bounce you. Men or female. I came to that counter in that vision. And lo and behold, the two men, mighty men standing, they wanted to bounce me. I said, you can't bounce me. You can't bounce me. And, and, and in that vision, the door will have come down. See, brothers and sisters, there is something that is called an akato. It is the compelling dimension. You don't wait for things to happen. Lay hold on them. Lampano. Jesus. I feel a garment now. I feel a garment. 
it will mean that the project of God will not stop. What he will be looking for is a better way to achieve that. And that is why the scripture began to talk to us about a better covenant, a better testament. The project is still consistent, but it has to be achieved through a better means. Follow me now. If you now check um, verse 2. Um, okay, let me start from verse 3. Watch now. He said, and after the second veil, the tabernacle which is called the holiest. <laughs> now, this is what this man is saying. I'm bringing a point now. Because I will show you something in verse 3. And that thing that happened in verse 3 is because the men that is, as of this time, people have not understood exactly what God had in, had in mind. Now, the man is trying to tell you that there are three compartments, the outside, the holy place, and the holiest of all. At least all of us know this, that there are three parts of the tabernacle. The outer court, is it not true? The holy place, and what? The holiest of all. Now, this is my point. Inside the holiest of all, verse 3 now said, which had the golden censer. This is KJV. I want somebody to use another translation and read it for me. So that you will see their problem. Even the translators found a challenge here. Because we need to, if we have time, correlate this statement with what is captured in the Old Testament. Because the person is trying to struggle with the fact that in this new covenant certain languages was used by the person writing this so the translators had child. who can help me and read who can help me use another translation verse 3 uh-huh loud verse 3 verse 3 uh-huh yes then there was the curtain uh-huh. and behind the curtain was a second room called the most holy place in that room was a good, it was a good incense, incense altar and a wooden chest called the Ark of Covenant. I need another translation. In fact, um, who has the electronic Bible here that has notes? If you go to that word, if you go to that word, go to incense and click it, what you will see there. There are some translations, maybe ASV would have showed us directly. What we see there is altar of incense. Certainly, me, altar of incense. If you have an electronic Bible, check. I need at least one confirmation. Because it's in my own. It's in your own, right? Good. So that you know. I'm not, I'm not even saying Greek. No, it's what is there already. Altar of incense. The reason why these people chose, chose the golden censer is because they are trying to correlate Old Testament and translate it so that it will be in relation with what they they know now but they missed there is something they are missing the person that wrote this book of hebrews know what he's doing and rightly called that thing the altar of incense do you know their challenge in the tabernacle of moses remember that is why i started with verse one in the tabernacle of moses the altar of incense is not in the holiest of all the altar of incense is in the holy place so the man people are having challenge with the fact that in this translation now the altar of incense is inducted into the holiest of all meanwhile that censor is part of the holiest of all ministry so they decided to call it um what did they call it let me use the right words 
They call it the golden censer. Meanwhile, that is the altar of incense. Let me tell you what happened. You see, there are structures of the outer courts. There are structures of the holy place. And there are structures of the holiest of all. There are things within them. Once you mention them, we know where it is located. Like the Ark of the Covenant is within, inside, inside. But something happened when Jesus died. Pastor, something happened. Many activities and structures that were at the holy place, eh, we are brought in into the holiest of all. There is at least two. But what I'm interested in today is the altar. Is the altar of incense. Meanwhile, if you go to the book of Leviticus, prayer is a solical adventure because that three dimensions is supposed to represent spirit, soul, and body. Meanwhile, when you come to the new covenant, prayer is not a solical adventure now. And that is why prayer in the old covenant is supposed to be in the soul. Do this for me. Give me food. Give me car. All the desires of the soul is what we manifest in prayer. But when you come to the new covenant now, the altar of incense has been moved from solical adventure and brought into the holiest of all. And the holiest of all represents the spirit of a man. So when a man prays correctly in the new covenant, he prays in the spirit and by the spirit. If you are with me, say amen. So this is what is happening here. Pay attention, pay attention. So when they said that the altar has been inducted there, it will mean that God has started achieving his agenda because originally that was the intent of God because um, I don't have time but priesthood is in two dimensions actually the most important ministry is priesthood and priesthood is beyond you see the also not, another problem with Moses and what he did is that all his priesthood was, was just services ministries but priesthood is beyond services and ministries God's intent by priesthood is to build something. The Peter said it, a lot of people said it. Anytime you see priesthood, it's always in conjunction with a construction. Huh? Let's find it. I don't it will take my time. Um, the book of Peter. Let me find it. I need to read it so that your doubt is not, in, is not good that you don't go with that scripture. First Peter chapter 2 verse 5. First Peter chapter 2 verse 5. First Peter chapter Is the young man still with the mic? Somebody that has KJV should read. If you have KJV, read it quickly. 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 I can read it, but... He also as lively stone. Yes. Are built up a spiritual house. Yes. And holy priesthood. Yes. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Now, my point is this. Priesthood is always related eternally to construction. So, the major desire that is in the heart of God is not for people to do things for him. He's not interested in people doing things for him. The fundamental thing he's interested in is him building himself into men because the purpose of God that is traveling from eternity into time is to raise sons his project is sonship so when Jesus came and suffered according to the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 he said he became the captain of our salvation through suffering the, for one purpose there is a reason the 
the purpose is so that he will bring sons unto glory. So the summary of all Jesus did is to receive the capacity to lay down a pattern of suffering that have the capacity to raise sons for his father. So everything we are doing, we, when God is raising you as a son, you will be doing ministry and teaching people. And doing all that. What God is intending is beyond what you are doing for him. What is intending is, is it possible that in the line of doing those things, you will mature into the man and son that he saw from eternity? It is at that point that his project is achieved. If it is true, it will mean that priesthood is in two di directions, two dimensions. The priesthood of services and the priesthood of becoming. So there is an image that is set before us. And priesthood is supposed to retain the capacity to bring us to the point where we are conformed to that image that is seen. That is the intent of priesthood. Then another one is from the platform, the foundation of the nature, the, the image that you have retained, the approximation, you will now begin to execute ministry. So anytime we say priesthood, the only thing people think about is let miracle happen, let science, let my need be solved, let ministry go on, let crowd come, let's minister to them, minister to people, minister. What people understand by priesthood is minister to people, do ministry, become a pastor, become. And that is why they don't understand when the scripture said, I have made all of you kings and priests. They can't understand how everybody becomes kings and priests because the only thing they know about priesthood is to serve, to do something. They don't know that the fundamental eternal call upon every man is to approximate into the nature and stature of Christ. And the only system through which that can be achieved is priesthood. And remember, the fundamental structure around priesthood is what? Is what? Is an altar. Serve me an altar. I'm just trying to get here now. I'm just trying to get to the place of the altar. Because this man was struggling in Hebrews. That's chapter 9 verse 3. He wanted to remove altar. When you remove an altar, all the project of God will, it will be on Caleb. Everything is riding upon an altar. There is no location, no place, no scenario, no circumstance that God walked or achieved his agenda that there is no altar. So there is an altar in heaven, there is an altar in our hearts, and there is a physical altar as, as it pertains to our corporate gathering. Meanwhile, any time the name of the Lord is called, and we arrive and begin to work, there must be an altar. So the, the extent, the power of God's um, execution of his purposes is dependent on what men are doing upon the altar. And that is why altar business is a serious business, because it gives God the license it gives God the equipment, the resources. When you pray, there are certain and different kinds of prayer. There are prayers you pray, it allows God the capacity to walk into you. Meanwhile, that was not possible before. It is in prayer you begin to yield, the business of the altar. It is when a man actually comes to the altar, we find out that what God is demanding is not the sacrifice of money, it's the sacrifice of himself. There is a place you get to God. You, you came there and you wanted to get things from God. When you actually touch God, he will tell you, why not lay down your life for me? There is a song, my brother sang. You are the fire and I am your sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. You are the fire and I am your sacrifice. Overwhelm me, Lord. Overwhelm me, Lord. 
You're the fire, and I am your sacrifice, living sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. People are looking very far for what we are talking about. Meanwhile, what we are talking about is them. God cannot do more than is going on on your altar. Can you hear what I'm saying? He cannot do more. Even though, okay, should I say he can? But he won't do more. Just to be balanced. He can, but he won't do more. He is waiting for businesses on the altar. Ah, do you know the strength of the patriarchs from the Bible? The, the greatest proof of faith among the patriarchs is their capacity to put an altar for God. When a man lays down an altar, it's a proof of his faith. Eh? Because an altar is a point where a man begins to interact with spirits that are not tangible or beings that are not tangible. Whether in the positive or in the negative, you are not seeing the person you are interacting with, but you know that when you appear on the altar, that personality will appear and the two of you will begin to intercourse. If it is so, then a man that functions that way is functioning by faith. So once when Noah came out of the ark, the first thing he did is to build an altar and sacrifice upon the altar. Because it is from there that he will, because he doesn't know what will happen. It is when sacrifices come upon the altar that beyond the general covenant that God had with us in the scripture, God will begin to cut personal covenants with you. He will tell you that in your lineage, nobody will come out of your lineage that is not given to Jesus Christ. There is such a thing as that. They told David, the show message of David was riding upon a covenant. In the book of Acts, the scripture made us to understand that God promised David by a covenant that out of the fruit of your loins will I raise a man to sit on this throne. And he has, it doesn't matter when Jesus comes. It doesn't matter where he's coming from. If he comes from Africa, it will mean that if you trace the lineage, it will be connected to David. What happened? A man gave himself to the altar. If you see the utterances of David, you will find out that even though he was in the old covenant, he received an insight that is beyond his age. Huh? He received an insight. His language is, is New Testament language. He, he moved ahead. In my own opinion, that is the greatest manifestation of the prophetic office and gift. The capacity to go beyond the age and begin to fetch resources from the age that is to come and begin to show it will retain our hunger. The reason why men are settling down, settling down, one thing happened, they settle is because they have not seen the much more that is coming. They hear it, but they have not seen it. But David sees it. He says that it's better to stay in your court for one day than a thousand days outside. He said, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. I want to see your power such as I've seen it in the temple. By the time you came to verse 8, he said, For my soul followeth hard after thee. Hey! He said he was talking about the ark. He said that we have seen it in the woods at Ephrata. Huh? He said, But I will not give sleep to my eyes, nor slumber to my eyelids, until I found a resting place for the God of Jacob. What kind of man is that? He said, Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. How can a man be talking about the indwelling of the spirit in a regime that doesn't allow that possibility? There is something he saw by the prophetic anointing. That kind of man can touch the reality beyond our age. This language is a language of intimacy. 
and intimacy is based on relationship and you need to know in the old covenant the word abba and father is not a common word it is in the new covenant that god began to relate with men based on abba i need to tell you that god wants to bring us to new regime and the power of the execution of the intent that is in his heart is based on the power of our altar what is the weight of your altar man of god what can your altar do what is the power of your altar that is why fire must be burning how many people can pray because you are praying how many people can live holy because you are living holy a young man told me that they wanted to give him bribe he is working in a big government for a startup they were doing something he was he was contemplating people pastors we are explaining to him until when he wanted to make decision he now remembered me you know what he said he said what will they do too if he's the one as soon as he said it he knew he knew the answer what will people do when they remember you it is not as a result of what you are saying it's as a result of the burning in fellow that is in your altar the bible said that john was a burning and a shining light and we were willing to rejoice in his life for a season even though it's for a season but men rejoiced in his life he was in the wilderness but men left the city and shot him Oh, I found out in this small time it's not about where you are, it's about the fire. Father, I ask you, bear witness again. Let the cross of the altar come. Come, come, come for the hour have arrived. The days that we saw from afar, we will live in. For the words of God have come again, and men shall be embodiments of it. We will carry it from place to place, nation to nation, and the witness of God will not cease because men are carriers. God said He wants to raise witnesses. The men are born from their altar, and their death will never be forgotten. For they carry in their bosom the testimony of God. Wherever you are, pray for two minutes. You are 
I want to pray for the sick. But before then, the witness of God is being born in the heart of seven people. Something will begin to break out of your life that have the capacity to draw other men to God beyond what you are saying in your mouth. The witness of God will be born. Seven. 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 From my left to my right. From my front to my back. Let witnesses be born by power. By power. By power. All shall stop them. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Ah. 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 Seven of you. Ah. <laughs>
Lord wants to raise vessels of power here. The Lord wants to give men utterance in the spirit. Father, let your hand descend on those ones. Strong, 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 strong. Pay attention now. Please, don't be distracted. Let your hand rest on them. Strong, 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 stronger, stronger. There are some of you who have been found faithful at your altar. And the Lord wants to reward you. From the horn of the altar. I release a new season for you. An activation into new oppression, new season in your life. When you live here, the things that will manifest in your life will shock you. Father, in the name of Jesus, put your hands on them. 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 your hands. I'm looking for one person only. Just close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me and find that vessel in, in choir that you want to begin to use at a higher level from this season. Help me and find that person. 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 By the anointing. 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 From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet listen just close your eyes stop praying let me pray for you father in the name of Jesus help me and find tell the brother to just pause for a moment let me pray for you. Close your eyes. Give us peace. Give us peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me and find that one. Now. Strong. Strong. Okay, yes. That's it. The hand of God is coming strong. Stronger. 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 Find that one. By power. works by instruction and if you are following us online the same thing listen
Order my brother for me. Call him. Come, come. Let me pray for him.
if you notice that the Lord has begun to heal you or the Lord has healed you just come here just three people be fast you know I went to a meeting at Enugu one time and the Lord was healing people but they were not used to miracles happening like that so they waited till I was about to leave before they now noticed somebody was telling me he was testing testing to know I don't know but the days we were studying about healing Kenny Hagen taught us that one of the ways to maintain your healing is actually to testify if you notice that the pain has gone I want you to come here check your body, check quickly check quickly, check yourself what you cannot do before check it now, the Lord has healed you I'm telling you, the Lord has healed you the Lord has healed you and if he has not your own has not manifested still keep your, your hand at that part of your body if you cannot, keep on your head if you are representing somebody still keep your hand at that part of the body that is ailing that person oh oh I bind every spirit of infirmity live now 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 in the name of Jesus 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 two testimonies quickly check yourself that sister that is putting call her the one on purple come what is wrong with you are you sick you are not okay you are standing for somebody the person is healed in the name of Jesus Christ I rebuke every spirit of infirmity okay I want to stop now but ten minutes I'm sure God has healed somebody. I want to release you. Come, come. I'm sure. Find out from her what happened. If God has healed you, just come to this side. Come and join me. Oh. 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 Ah. Ah. Sometimes God tells you to do something and there is no encouragement in the natural. And the way he wants to reward you is not to give you anything natural again. It's to increase your authority. Increase your rank. Increase your reach. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for that person. As I pray, let the rank be increased. Let the authority level in the spirit be increased. 
when you do the same thing you are doing before, it will have more effect. It is a proof that authority has increased. The same one hour prayer will have ten times more result, five times more result, three times more impact. His authority. God has found you faithful. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask as I speak that you begin to reward these faithful stewards of the altar. Faithful custodians of your reality. Stewards of the mysteries of God, of the ministries, of the instructions of God. Over weeks, over months, over years. In the name of Jesus. Now. The power of God will come on one person, but it's not only one person, as a sign. 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 It's coming now. It's coming. As a sign. As a sign. If God spoke by me, then the hand of God will come on somebody. One. As a sign. That is increasing rank for people. Increasing rank. Increasing rank. Increasing rank. Increasing rank. That small thing you are doing, the hand of God will come upon it. That small engagement, the hand of God will come upon it. The hand of God will come. I still feel angels around. Seem as if they are moving around. 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 Let there be a coronation. What happened? Apostle, this young lady has had growth and severe pain what? in her lower abdomen. Has had what? Growth. Growth. Yes, sir. And what? And severe pain in her lower abdomen. Okay, so what happened now? And as the prayer was being made, you directed that people should lay hands yes. on their where the pain is, and she laid hand on the stomach, and the pain is gone. Let's clap for Jesus, guys. Clap for Jesus. Come, come, come. Let me pray for you. How long has he been? The pain for how long? Ten years. What? Ten. Ten years. <laughs> clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. The healing is permanent in the name of Jesus. not been hearing with her left ear yes and she has been passing through that for a while but as the prayer is being made she laid hands on that on the ear and she got her the left ear can now hear somebody clap for jesus clap for jesus i did not say stop i did not say stop Jesus, not me. Jesus.
listen to me. I want to pray for you. That this healing grace will be released on one or two people. Not the kind that you will have and then it will not be working. What I mean is that if it is true that he came, when you leave here, begin to pray for people. I finished in a meeting like this after praying for people, after showing people. They left the meeting and began to collect crushes, pray for people, blind eyes, deaf ears. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray the healing anointing. The healing anointing. We are in the age of power. Even the miraculous power. The healing power. The healing power. The healing anointing. The healing anointing. Oh, you woman of God, you need it. Man of God, you need it. It will make your ministry easy. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the anointing come. My God, it's coming now. It's coming. 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 Some of you, your hands will burn. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Holy Ghost. 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 One more person. One more. There is a young man that is involved. A man, a man involved. A man, young man, a man, a man, a man. The healing streams through your hand. The healing streams. The healing streams. Even if you are on the internet, through phone, you can conduct healing. Jesus, where is the person? Help me. 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 Look at the man in the middle. Look at him. Look at him. The hand of God is on him. Oh, is he only him? Oh, bring the young man. Let me see.
altar that is speaking, that is powering this affliction, I curse that altar now. I curse that altar now. I oppose you arrow out of him.